0: Thanks for listening to the Covenant Church Podcast. We hope this message encourages you and challenges you to take your next steps with Jesus. Now, let's check it out.
1: All right, Merry Christmas. Let me me welcome everybody online. I'm sure there's some folks joining us from parts unknown. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. And uh, if you're a guest here Today you came with uh, a friend or family members or maybe you just decided that uh, you had a sense that you wanted to draw closer to God on this special day and so you, you came to Covenant Church uh, regardless of the reason or who you came with or where you came by yourself. We, we are so glad that you're here um, and welcome. Listen, we, we usually celebrate on Christmas Eve by reading the Christmas story, this beautiful account in the, uh, in the New Testament of the birth of Jesus. And uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to do that exactly at this service. Instead, uh, what we're going to do is we have asked some of our covenant kids to tell the Christmas story in their own words, and uh, just for good measure, we have added some what I'm going to say, not ready for primetime players, uh, to act it out, and uh, so without further ado, this is the 2023 version of kids' Snippet, The Christmas Story. Let's watch.
0: time, There was an angel named Gabriel who came down and told Mary she was going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby! you will have a baby! <laughs> and his name was going to be Jesus, God's son. God's only son. Yep. So then Mary said, who, me? I'm not even married. But I believe in you, Lord. Bye, see you later. That appeared. We're going to Bethlehem. Yes, we're going to Bethlehem. Mary was riding on a donkey while Joseph was holding something that was on the donkey pulling him. Uh, My cows are mooing. (laughs) Na (laughs) na na, banana, banana banana moo. She and Joseph traveled a long, long ways into Bethlehem but the hotels were too full. She said, I don't have any bananas. Here you go, Well, you can sleep in my stable. No, that's where animals live. Pee, you live with stink. Because cows might pee. I hope you're gonna cut that part out. But he's thankful that at least he gets a place to stay with Mary. Oh, I'm so thankful. <laughs> so she had the baby, and they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lied him in a manger. A manger is what animals eat out of. I was supposed to say that. Ooh, what? What? He's sleeping in our. He's sleeping in our manger. Uh. And I don't even know what a rabbit sounds like, but I'm sure there weren't any. Shepherds were in a field watching their sheep to make sure none of the sheep went away even though they were sleeping. You want some hot cocoa? And all of a sudden, a bright light shined in the clouds. That's the and, and the shepherds were terrified! Ah! Oh no! You look like the Statue of Liberty who can speak. Do not be afraid, I bring you news. There's going to be a baby born in a stable and he is Christ the Lord. Do you know? So they went out and found Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Jack, those are just us bunnies. What? They were like, come in, come in and see baby Jesus. Oh, wow! Oh, my- is Jesus Christ? Jesus has been born! Jesus is born! Jesus is born! Get Jesus is born! This baby is gonna save the world? So How is walk. that? How is that gonna happen? This baby can't even walk yet. He can't even eat real foods yet. I can eat real food because you're not a baby. The good news weren't just for Christians, it's for everyone in the world. I'm going to tell everyone, bye-bye. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Well, a big thanks to uh, Jack, Dawson, and Hudson for their help. And I I wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about one thing that Dawson said there at the end, which is a really great statement. Because she said, this good news is for everybody in the whole world. And that is a perfect statement. So let me read from Luke chapter 2, just several verses, three verses, that speak to this very thing an angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord. Now, in those days, it was customary to, when a family had a baby, that they would appoint someone to be, uh, commission someone to be the herald and run all over town and make the announcement. Hey, everybody! Mary had her baby, and it's a boy. That's great! All right, Mary had her baby, and it's a boy. Just every everywhere around town. And uh, that is a, a, really a cool thing if you think about it. They are, they are saying, everybody in the village, this is good news that has happened. Now, if it were today, we would just put it on Instagram and then post pictures and everybody would be able to see it. But they didn't have any social media, so they would get their brother-in-law or the oldest daughter or somebody in the family to run all over town and to say, this is really good news that has happened. And if you think about it, this is exactly what God did here. He appointed a herald, an angel, to go and to tell this wonderful news about the birth of Jesus. Now, the interesting thing to me is that this announcement, it it went out, but the interesting thing to me is that who it was announced to, and who it was not announced to. Uh, notice it was, it was announced to a group of shepherds. And shepherds in those days were the lowliest class of people. The most disrespected people around. They were uneducated, unskilled, um, unbathed most of the time. They, they spent all their time with livestock. They, they were dirty and smelly, which made them ceremonially unclean, meaning they could not go to the temple or to a synagogue service on a Sabbath day. In fact, most people shunned shepherds and felt like they were unreliable and uh, uh, unrespectable. They were, they were not very well thought of. And so they were sort of the outcast of the ancient world and they I believe they sort of felt that way about themselves they probably felt very alienated from people and especially alienated from God so they were a very unlikely group of people to receive this announcement now it would have made more sense to announce this birth of the Savior of the world the long-awaited Messiah to the religious people you know the priest And the scholars who uh, studied the scriptures and were waiting for this kind of thing. But that's not who this announcement was made to. Uh, Probably for a good reason because in the book of Matthew it tells us that, that these particular religious people, they heard that the Savior had been born. And they even knew where it had happened. Someone said, do you have any idea where it might be? And they said, it will be in Bethlehem. And they were right. But they didn't bother to go. They just went back to their regular lives. And the reason is, I believe, they didn't believe they needed a Savior. And so they didn't bother to go look at all. They, they fig- figured that they were fine in God's sight. You know, several years ago, um, I, I signed up, I enrolled in a class to learn how to present the good news about Jesus and his offer of eternal life in a more effective way. Because, you know, you can never, uh, you can never uh, have enough information about how to share things in a good way. And so you know, I signed up and I learned something that I continue to use today. And this something is called the two diagnostic questions. And uh, this is the first diagnostic question. Are you at a place in your life where you know for sure that you are going to be with God in heaven one day? Now, when you ask that question, sometimes you get the answer, no. I'm I'm not at a place. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. And when someone says that, then... The natural response is, would you like to be sure? Would you like to know how? Um, Sometimes you get the answer, yes, uh, I'm absolutely sure. Well, when someone answers that way, then you ask the second diagnostic question, which is this. If God were to ask you why he should let you into his heaven, what would you tell him? And uh, most of the time, I would say more than half the time, the answer to that question is, well, I'm a good person. I've done a lot of good things. I've helped a lot of people. Um, I've tried my very best to please God. has something to do with, I believe, I've earned a right standing with God. Now, interestingly, I believe if we were to ask those shepherds on that hillside, on Christmas, you know, do you think that you would end up in heaven at, at the end of your life? Do you believe that, that right now you would have confidence? They would say no. You don't understand. We're shepherds. We're, we're nobodies. Uh, we're not good people. Um, people are not looking, God's not looking for a long-term relationship with people like us. Um, you know, something's wrong with you if you're a shepherd. Don't you know? I mean, we drink too much. We don't tell the truth very often. Uh, we are far from God. And, and we know it. The answer, if you were asked the shepherds, would be no. But if you'd ask religious leaders, like we read about, in, again, in the book of Matthew, I think their answer would be yes, absolutely. So then, if I were to follow up and ask the second question, they would answer like a lot of people do. Well, we've done a lot of good things. We've, we've tried our best to, um, to obey the Ten Commandments. We've given money to the poor. We've, we've done everything we could to be worthy of a relationship with God. And interestingly to me, both of those groups, if we were to kind of divide, a lot of people in here would be in one group or the other. And you know what? Both answers are wrong. They're dead wrong. So, with the few minutes I have left, I wonder if you would allow me to share tonight why this announcement to the shepherds, that this is good news for all people. Would you allow me to share why this is such good news? Uh, To do so, I want to share three short verses from another part of the New Testament. This is from the book of Romans. And uh, by the way, the guy who originally penned this letter to the Romans, this church in Rome, believed that he was doing just fine with God, and then one day he discovered that he was not in a good place. So verse 1. Verse 1. Uh, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. In other words, no one can be good enough on their own to ever be right with God. Man, bummer, right? No one could ever do enough good, be perfect enough to ever be right with God. You know, trying to be good, trying to keep all the commandments, uh, trying to follow all the rules of religion. I mean, besides being exhausting, it's impossible. No one can do it. Not one single person, not even the, the best person in the world can do it. So you might ask, well, why are all these commandments in the Bible? Why are all these, you know, why does God tell us? Uh, this is how you're supposed to live if no one can do it. Well, there's a reason. Second verse, second part of verse 20, it says, The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Again, um, it shows us why we need a Savior. If you'd ask the shepherds, they would say, Oh, we know we need a Savior. The problem is, we're unsavable, we've done too many bad things. There's no way that someone like us could... We're, we're sort of beyond help. The religious leaders would have said, Oh, well, we're good people. Um, we, we really don't need a Savior. Um, they, figured, they figured they were fine with their good deeds. But God gave us His laws and His commandments to show us that no one could ever be right with God on their own. We all fall short. We're all sinners. And we've all become separated from God. You know, just to illustrate, just for fun on Christmas Eve, um, play along with me. You don't have to raise your hand, but, but if you want to, you can. So let me just ask this, just to, to show how what, what a terrible boat we're in because of our sin. I wonder, has anybody here ever lied? Okay? A lot of honest people. Okay? All right? By the way, if you didn't raise your hand, you're a liar. All right? Because we all have lied. And by the way, Jesus said, if, you, if you've lied once, that makes you a liar. Okay? All right, but but just, just wondering, has anybody here ever stolen something? You've taken something that didn't belong to you, okay? A lot less hands, but the truth is we all have, okay? Has anybody here ever said something that you were ashamed of? Something just leaked right out of your mouth and you said something unkind about someone or you said something ugly, okay? We all have, all right? Anybody here ever had a thought that you shouldn't have had? Alright, it, it was an ugly thought, it was a shameful thought, it was a lustful thought, a greedy thought, hateful thought. Okay, how are we doing so far? Alright, have we covered it all with everybody? We're in bad shape. I mean, that's what, that's what the, the law, that's what the, that's what the scripture says. It's there to show us that we cannot make it on our own. And I know there's probably somebody here that says, yeah, but... There are people who are a lot worse than me. Well, yep, there are. But you're bad too. (laughs) And there's some people here that go, yeah, but I'm really bad, so there's no hope for me. And that's not true either. Um, It just says, the the Scripture says, that our sin just shows that we're we're in a place where we're separated from God. And that condition, by the way, is permanent. We can't fix it. We can't fix it. So that leads me to the third verse. It says, but now, this is, this is the good news part. But now, God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Now I love this. Because it says, we can be made right with God. Alright, so the question is, well, well, that's good news. Well, how's that work? Well, is it by being a, by being a really good person? No, because none of us are really good. Is it by really keeping all the commandments? No, none of us can keep them all. Is it by being uh, a perfect, living a perfect life? No, because we can't do it. None of that's ever worked. It is, he says, now we have a Savior. We have someone who left heaven and came to earth to rescue drowning people, people drowning in their sin. We have someone who came to rescue us when we were in trouble. And we can be saved, we can be rescued simply by putting our trust in Him. I mean, in that that word, that good news just seems too good to be true, but it's not. But I will say, it's too good to keep to yourself, which is why God said, well, we have to share it, and an angel came and said, I've got to tell you, this is the best news I've ever heard. Today, in Bethlehem, in the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior has been born, And He is going to save the whole world from their sins. And He's going to make people right with God. And all we have to do is trust in Him. And so let me go back to those two questions before I finish. Those two diagnostic questions. You know, are you at a place in your life? I'll just ask you, are you at a place in your life where you know for sure... That you're going to be with God in heaven one day. Alright? Are are you there? Well, you can be. Because now we have a Savior. A Savior has come. Who can forgive sins. Who is so good. he He is able to live a perfect life. So He can give His life for us. And so you can know. And that second question... Well, if God were to ask you why He should let you in to His heaven, what would you tell Him? Well, if you say, I've been a good person, you're a liar. If you say, well, I think I'm, I'm, I've done pretty well, I think I've, I'm up and I have a standard that is, I have right standing with God. Well, no, you don't. But Jesus does. And His goodness is so good, He could offer it for us. And that's the good news. And we will never... Get tired of being grateful about that. Let's pray. Lord, let me thank you, first of all, that you loved the world so much that you sent your very own Son and that whoever would put their trust in Him, whoever believes in Him, should not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life, is ours when we put our trust in Jesus. And so thank you. Thank you that when, we, when there was no way for us, you sent a Savior for us. And that's what Christmas is all about. So I just wonder, while you're just listening to my voice with your eyes closed, I, I wonder, I bet there are some of you here today that go, yeah, but I'm too far gone. Uh, I've done too many things There's there's too much to make up And I just want you to hear This is good news for everybody Angel said Good news That regardless of your sin Jesus came to purchase the price for you If you will put your trust in Him Tonight you can do that Put your trust in in Him, right now, regardless of what you've done, just just tell Him, Lord, I need I need a lot of forgiveness. You'd be just like the shepherds, and the shepherds cried out and could be forgiven. So could you. You know, some of you probably are listening to me today, and you said, you know, I've I think I've lived a pretty good life, but. What I've heard today is that even all of my goodness cannot meet the standard of uh, what God requires. And so I guess I need a Savior. And Listen, that Savior is Jesus. That Savior can bring you to a place where you could be right with God if you will put your trust in Him. So you could do that right now right now on christmas eve this would be the best christmas eve of your life right where you are just say lord i i thought i was good enough but i'm not and so lord but you forgive my sin and allow me to be right with god i I don't want to be at odds with the god of the universe i want to be in his family i want to be right make me right with him and he'll do that and you know, there's some of us that have, have prayed that prayer before, but on Christmas Eve, there's an opportunity to just renew that commitment for us to just thank you. Right now, if you know the Lord Jesus, right in your heart, just say, Lord, thank you for what you have done for me. That this is such good news. Thank you that I just live. I go through my life and I just forget how good this is that you have done this for me. And I thank you all over again. Praise you. You are, you are worthy of my praise. I'll praise you forever for what you've done for me. And Lord, we will worship you for what you've done. What great news that Jesus Christ was born. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any questions, would like to talk to a pastor, or would like to get involved, head over to our website at covenant.cc or follow us on social media. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.